do, 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 do you queer, 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 what I queer, do you queer, what I queer? This is Dick Wayne. Hi, Tom. Hi, how are you? I'm really well. How are you? Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Happy Tuesday, Tuesday to those listening at home. This is the first time we've ever done a Monday morning recording. It's very bizarre. It's it's upsetting. I woke up in a foul mood. Same. And then Tom and I sat down to record. And as soon as I listened to like our amazing guest this week, it cheered me completely up. Same. I gotta say. Um, welcome to Do You Queer What I Queer. I just wanted to leave you here. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe. Queer, gay, faggy. No. Things. Yeah, just let's say more words that have to do with queers. (laughs) Send us hate mail at doyouqueer at gmail.com. Please and thank you. Uh, Leave a little review on iTunes. Um, Click those five stars, please. (laughs) Tom, there's a a really loud washing machine happening. I'm so sorry that my washing machine is homophobic. It's okay. I didn't choose the washing machine. It chose me. It's okay. I understand. It's your curse you have to bear. Yeah. For all our listeners, we're sorry. We're sorry for that worrying. It's actually actually... my homophobic roommate, but Um, Also, I have a homophobic situation at my house too because they're tearing the balconies off my my apartment so we can't be at my place um this turned out to be no better there's homophobia all around listen everyone you tuned into scrappy fag podcast i don't know what you really expected from us um so now i'm gonna turn on all of you i think in real time i'm gonna try to shut this off yeah yeah we can cut it Any hoozle. I just watched Tom limp-wristedly slap the the washing machine and nothing happened, so... Listen, you know I'm not good at things. We tried, I know, and I watched that. It was very endearing. (laughs) Um, Everyone, thanks for tuning in to, like, like a local, like, scrappy queer show. We're street rats. We're street rats. We're riffraff. We're just really... I don't buy that. (laughs) We're just really here to bring you, like, some queer news, but also some queer storytelling and queer joy. Um, and Tom adores when I give over, like, overly context. So. I literally hate you. Um, if you don't listen any further, please listen up. We have an amazing guest today. His name is Lucas Muse. Um, he's producing a fabulous event for Pride at the Opera House on June 13th called Drag Up Your Pride, starring Nina West, Tainomi Banks, and the Spice Girls tribute band, Wannabe. You can buy tickets right now at easytix.com slash drag your pride. You will see both Elliot and I there. Amazing. And it'll be a great event. If you need more info, you can go to the Instagram account at Varvera, V-A-R-V-E-R-R-A. And it has all the info. It links Nina West's page. Check it out. And we'll see you there on June 13th. Great. Amazing. Um, how are you doing? I'm doing really well. I was really hoping that we could like sit down and yeah. like reconnect and check in and just kind of slow things down. Um, we don't have, Jesse's not here. No, so this is just the go, two of us, and we're sitting pretty close. It's very intimate. I feel like we should be kissing. This might go off the rails pretty <laughs> soon to throw the microphones down. But also, I, I kind of do want to address this. Um, since we've changed format, I find our, like, we have a lot to say yes. now, and it's, it gets a bit, like, fast and great because there's so much going on in the world. But, like, it's nice to take we a We don't breath. get to, like, check in with each other. Yeah, it's true. Thomas. Hey. How are you? <laughs> Don't look at me in the eyes. This is very uncomfortable. Bear your soul for me, you <laughs> dirty fag. <laughs> you sound like my old lover. Oh, no. Um, uh, I'm okay. I'm okay. Do you yeah. know what? Here's here's a funny thing. Okay. Um, I've been uh, in some online groups that are giving me life recently. <laughs> like Queer Nerds Unite. I love that one. Uh, Grinder Aesthetics, of course. Okay. Um, Buffy. Yes. And uh, this bisexuality group. Which is actually, it's so funny. It's the funniest thing ever. And the more I read about, like, everyone in this group, the more I'm like, oh, oh my god, I'm a disgusting stereotype. You're a bisexual stereotype. I'm a bisexual, it's so funny. And some of them are so obscure, but so accurate. Like, we love the color purple. (laughs) I know that's, everyone loves the color purple. But, like, it's so funny. Like, all bi people do the peace sign. So if you ever (laughs) see someone do the peace sign, you know what's up. (laughs) Is it because of like the duality of it, or is I don't, it just? I don't know. I think. I think. Uh, oh yes. So bi people are really bad at like being in their physical bodies. So okay. we're we're terrible at like sitting up straight, and like our posture is bad, and like we're awkward with our bodies in public. So a peace sign is always like, you know, it always seems awkward to give and to receive. Right. 
This seems like mildly like a hate crime, what you're saying, but I'll allow it. Continue. But like, we're bad slouchers, and like, you never see a bi person sitting in a chair properly. Right. And also, they love lemon squares. (laughs) (laughs) There's a few other hilarious ones where like, you'll never see a bi person with like good fashion. Like, it's always like, Oversized sweatshirts and shorts and like bad shoes, um, which is like typically my exact wardrobe. That's your exact attire. Um, also, yesterday we jaywalked <laughs> on the street and I was just making a joke and I looked at Tom and I was like, is jaywalking by? And he was so actually angry. He's like, I can't believe you've cracked the code. How dare you fucking know me? I am mad about that. It just makes sense that you're like bisecting the street at an odd time, right? Yeah. It's perfect. Oh, what are some other ones? They're all really good. I think I t- told you the best ones, though. Bye, listeners. Please write in with your with your <laughs> special flavor of bi-ness. We would absolutely adore to hear. I just love how awkward and proud bi people are. And how, like, invisible they are. I feel it's like true. I never hear from bi people. It's true. I spent a weekend with um, an amazing bi friend of mine who's uh, in the process slash like has come out to everyone in his life um, and just hearing how those interactions go and I find it really interesting because he occupies um, he's a cis white dude and he occupies uh, a very interesting world and where he'll like come to stay with me and my partner and it's like gay shit like this and that and like so like queer and then he like goes back with his like bro friends kind of and like really occupies that world and it's a very interesting perspective Sorry for the text message. Jesse's not here, so we're, like I said, we're off the rails. It's actually Jesse texting us. <laughs> oh my God, for fuck's sakes. Um, oh my God, literally text us with a note. I love that your bi friend came to visit you. And I love that he took you rock climbing because yeah. that is also a very bi thing to be doing. Much like rollerblading, skiing, <laughs> like any sport that's like a leisurely, like awkward sport. So I'm just going to say this a lot of things you said are just things people do. Like I know, I sorry, I should mention like that's what's that's the humor behind it, right? It's perfect. Because bi people are invisible, so are all of these things. Right. I like see. the whole thing is a wash. It's a blend. Yeah. I love it. Well also at the rock climbing place, I was so surprised, naively so, at how many queer people there were. Like it just everyone seemed queer and like and I was trying to figure out why, and I guess maybe there's some sort of like mental connection to it because you have to you have to like achieve it's very it's very mentally stimulating like it's like overcoming goals and like i feel like that resonates with me as a queer person very very much does that make sense tom's giving me <laughs> not sh- it doesn't make sense yet. to me but do you know what i mean like oh, queer people face a lot of inner turmoil and so what uh-huh. better way to like get adrenaline than to like achieve achieve a, a task okay both mentally and physically i do like achieving tasks listen this is a vague <laughs> by corner <laughs> You know what else is by? The wind, Thomas. (laughs) Stop it. Now you're making fun of me. Absolutely not. Ugh, the vagary. I love it. Listen, I have something that I wanted to touch on. We, I wanted to mention it last week and I forgot about the Arthur gate. Oh yeah, true. Um, so this is quite funny actually and very sad. I don't know. I'm sure all our listeners already know this, but Arthur is, do you know that Arthur has been on for 22 years, this kid's show. It makes sense because when I was thinking it, I remember watching it from such a young age. Really? Yeah. See, I've never seen the show. This Their premiere episode of the 22nd series. Wow. Um, Arthur features the character Mr. Ratburn marrying his aardvark partner, Patrick. I love that. Which is very sweet and dear for a kid's show. I love that. Um, I love that. How many t- more times are we going to say I love that? Which is so cool. I would have never seen that growing mm-hmm. up Mm-mm. on TV. So I love that the universe is maybe doing some things right. Guess who isn't? Alabama. Shocking to nobody. So this is from actually BBC News. I should have researched a, a queer version of this article, but whatever. Um, Alabama public television refused to broadcast the cartoon, which showed, showed the same-sex wedding. Uh, instead, they ran an old episode and in a announced it had no plans to show the premiere. Programming director Mike McKenzie said broadcasting it would break parents' trust in the network. So in a statement, McKenzie said, parents trust that their children can watch APT without supervision and that children younger than the target audience might watch without parental knowledge. Yikes. That's not even a reason. No. It's blatant homophobia. Uh, Yikes. 
Arthur is a joint Canadian-American series. Oh, I didn't know that. Which debuted in 96, about an eight-year-old anthropomorgic aardvark named Arthur Reed and his friends who live in the fictional Elwood City. And APT also previously refused to broadcast a 2005 episode of the series which depicted Buster a rabbit visiting a girl who had two mothers. Wow. I didn't know that. Um... There's a teacher named Misty Souter, and she told news website AL.com that she and her daughter were disappointed the episode did not run in Alabama, and it contacted the network about it, and her quote is, I never thought I'd be going to battle for a gay rat wedding, but here we are. (laughs) Aren't all gay weddings gay rat weddings? (laughs) Yours sure would be. (laughs) You heard it here first. (laughs) Anyway, yeah. That's That's amazing. uh, Anthropomorphic aardvark corner. May I correct your pronunciation? Oh, yeah, sure. Anthropomorphic. Oh, yep. what did I say? Anthropomorphic. Oh, God, of course you would know that. Listen, Anthropology <laughs> Corner. Um, can Don't correct me. I'll do whatever I so find <laughs> fit. Ooh, girls, listen. We have, like, some not-so-fun news now. No, why always. are you bringing it down? Okay. Um, so, recently, I'm sure a lot of people heard, uh, Kenya's high court just um, voted to not decriminalize same-sex sex let me just start ba- let me back up a little yeah bit. yeah okay um this is an article by vic parsons that i'm taking this information from so three years ago there's a queer activist named eric Gatari, uh and he filed a discrimination lawsuit basically challenging um the fact that it's illegal to have gay or same-sex sex in kenya and there was a lot of queer hope leading up to this ruling on may 24th and it was ultimately struck down uh and basically that means that Kenya's penal code still remains in place and that homosexual relations are still criminalized. Um, Sorry, I misspoke. Three parts of the penal code stay in place. Tom, can I just like ask you, quiz you, like where do you think these three laws in the penal code originated from in Kenya? The laws? Yeah. Christianity? No, close though. British Commonwealth. Okay, yeah. Yeah, of course, obviously. So we've talked about this time and again. um, A lot of queer phobic laws um, in like post-colonial countries however you want to call it commonwealth nations are because of british rule um and then sorry kenya's in the commonwealth yeah okay um and interesting so like just maybe keep an eye out as to who is demonizing the nation for this going forward especially if the uk demonized the nation for this because really um sorry whose fault is this yes thank you for saying that that's so important Uh, fucking colonized british rule is the is the culprit exactly so the so the originators of these of these laws uh they say they criminalize sodomy they make sexual acts against the order of nature illegal um which is interpreted 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 is the word we're going with um (laughs) i love interpreting anthropomorphic (laughs) aardvarks basically yeah so these acts are interpreted interpreted jesus as including same-sex sexual relations and it's currently punishable by 14 years imprisonment ah so uh this is this is a great quote that's quoted in this pink news article okay um taya braun is the director of the human dignity trust uh was quoted by pink news as saying that the judgment is very significant for africa as it will be worldwide quote this would have been the first court decision on the continent since south africa in 1998 to rule on the issue of lgbt criminalization and could have signaled the beginning of the wider dismantling of these archaic and discriminatory laws which again, um, they're pointing towards the discriminatory laws of the Commonwealth. So then they continue to say, quote, the trend across the Commonwealth and the world is already clear. These laws have no place in a constitutional democracy and they must go. At the Human Dignity Trust, we hope that other Commonwealth governments will save litigants and taxpayers the time and expense of going to court and just repeal these laws. Mm. Um, And I think that's really important too, because this, whether or not you're queer, whether or not you support same-sex sex, like this is a human rights issue. This Mm -hmm. is not anything about individual politics or identity politics this just has to be struck down yeah um so yeah i just i don't even know like what to say after that it's it's really disheartening and i feel like every time we celebrate one win there's there's a lot of stuff to to be upset about but maybe here's here's how i can spin it um there's an amazing there's an amazing academic who does queer activism stuff um and her name is uh, dr nesargi dave and Basically, she says um, in her book, Queer Activism in India, that uh, instances like this and instances of oppression are the thing that breeds activism. Um, Activism doesn't come in spite of it. It comes actually out of these moments. So if anything, this is just a time to be inspired, to be more active. And this is a time that can hopefully... That's a very nice thing to say. You had that locked and loaded. I actually didn't. So I'm happy that it (laughs) sounded like I did. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I guess guess that's, that's that. Well, that was, uh, th- I mean, thank you for updating us on that. No problem. It's 
really disheartening. Yeah. But here we are. Also, while you, were, while you were talking, I Googled Kenya Commonwealth because I was worried that I was giving wrong information. And it joined the Commonwealth in 1963. Um, so early. Oh, wow. That's yeah. late. It, oh, is it? Guess who doesn't know much? It's me. <laughs> Welcome. Can that be your new theme song? <laughs> Please. Welcome your host. We just need Leah to do some backup vocals I actually don't know that it's late. <laughs> I just said that. Oh, we're like really good historians and geographers. <laughs> Without further ado, stay tuned for this amazing segment with Lucas Muse. It's really uh, dear. Yeah, I love this episode. Me too. We didn't touch on, we didn't, men- we mentioned it at the very end, but Lucas's boyfriend was my long-term boyfriend like he was my college sweetheart sort of mm-hmm. so um it was nice to bond with him it was really dear to watch and i expected that would take up more of the conversation but you guys just get along oh yeah no matt's boring no there's nothing to say about that that's really nice matt if you're listening i like you <laughs> i think you're sweet <laughs> okay yes um everyone listen up to lucas muse and we can't wait to read your emails <laughs> Here we are, Elliot and Dickwick listeners, with the amazing guest this week, Lucas Muse. Hi. Hi, Hi Lucas. Thanks for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm so excited. I'm so excited, too. Yeah. Oh, what a treat. And that's all right. We're done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it. I'm <laughs> so Thanks go. for tuning in. It'll be $30 from you, Lucas, though, before you go. <laughs> okay, Just good. I was hoping to fee. give to the charity, so. <laughs> <laughs> you turned that one around on me, didn't you? That's great. Oh, that's a theme. Um... Yeah, so we have Lucas here, who is an amazing new producer. That's true, and yeah. television host. Exactly. Queer man extraordinaire. All of the above. Amazing. What Why else you got? You let our guest talk a bit about himself. Lucas, can you tell us a bit about yourself? Yes, I can. Thank you. Thanks, Elliot. Um, okay, so my name is Lucas Muse. Um, I... Where do I start? Okay, you said this was going to be weird. Okay, I grew up in Alberta um, in Fort McMurray, if you can believe that. Uh, I went to school for music theater, so that's my background. I'm like a theater lover at heart. Mm. Where did you go for school? Sheridan College. Sheridan. Sheridan College, yeah. Um, Both the theater queens just started whispering when Sheridan was mentioned. I don't know what's going on. Is that some sort of like... we're like competing now for a voice and text. (laughs) (laughs) Also, can I just set up for everyone that's listening right now that we're all holding these huge microphones around a table. So like it sounds so cool when you're listening because I listen to this podcast. And now I'm like, I can't even see your lips because we are holding this giant thing. I know. It's quite strange. I like it's like like a Valentina mask. Like I'd like to keep it on just so that I can at least protect my facial expressions from you. This is good. I don't get the reference. Is that a? It was sarcasm, but it didn't really come across. So listen, it's not gonna make it's not gonna make the cutting room floor, is it? Elliot, this is a comedy podcast. Um. Fort McMurray (laughs) Theater School. Yes, Um, and now I work in kids television. I'm a writer and a producer and a host, and I'm now an event producer. I guess that's so exciting. That's awesome. I didn't realize you wrote on that on that kids station that I do, I do yeah <laughs> yeah um we come up with a lot of our content also a lot is improvised but we get to write um on it as well so just whatever needs to be done right cool someone's got to do it hmm. uh, may we start off by uh asking what color you're feeling today okay so I was like oh, okay I gotta find a color and I are you can I ask you guys are you guys the kind of people that know like all of the different shades of colors between the two of us, it's yeah. possible. Yeah, it is because I was listening and like Tom's always like, I feel icy blue or I feel mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. chartreuse. So I was like, okay, I have to look this up, and I think that my color is periwinkle. Yes. Oh yeah, that's that a color. great color. Yeah, do I have yeah. to explain why? You don't have to. Okay. Yeah, you may if you'd like, but you don't have to. Yeah. Okay. The sky's a little bit periwinkle right now, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, it feels like like this like it's almost summer, you know, mm-hmm. and like I feel like it's like a bright color, but it's also a little bit dull in a way. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of like it. I was actually going to say that, but now I'm mad that you said it. What's <laughs> <laughs> your color? Um, oh God, I didn't think about this. Um, my color is like um, like a bulbous plum. Whoa! <laughs> like um, like you know when something's gonna erupt yes. and it's so um, like pregnant with purple. Juice. Like yeah. you know if you leave like a cock ring on too long and it's just like it looks like your penis might explode. Yes. So it's like like Violet Beauregard in um, yes, um Charlie and the Chocolate yes. Factory. Listen, he asked for a color, not a shape. <laughs> <laughs> bulbous. The color is bulbous. It's just like an exploding purple, like blueberry ish. All I can think about is Bulbasaur from Pokemon, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand that, but yes. Okay. That. Look it up. 
Yeah. Why? Oh, uh, right. Duh. Um, um, I, I feel like, well, obviously, I feel like I'm sort of about to explode. Like, <laughs> I just feel like I've got so much on my mind and I'm so busy and I'm just going to like one of these days just scream into the night. <laughs> Wow, okay. Yeah, that's great. Um, there's a lot going on over here. All that um, to say, I'm fine. Like, I'm totally. like a fun, bulbous, purple, screaming guy. Yes, totally. Yeah. Okay. Um, also, we should probably let our listeners know that you break cock rings. They don't break your penis. Remember that time? Elliot. I'm certain we've Why talked about it Why would you bring that before. up in front of our kind guest? So nothing. Can you explain that to me? Yes, one time we were at Oasis, uh, and Tom was... I think Tom borrowed a friend's cock ring. No, it was mine. It was his. Okay, Okay, that's better. Um, And it, like, it burst off of his penis. I think maybe due to arousal or temperature change. Wow, that's an impressive skill. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I was, like... I was mortified by it. It was really, like, weird and embarrassing. Did it burst off in front (laughs) of the Australian guy? It burst off when we were watching that um, (laughs) um, paint orgy. Yes. Yes, correct. Great. Wow. Perfect. Sorry for that but sidebar. I think it's kind of impressive. Like, I feel like he, like whoever was there with you would have been like, oh, that's so crazy that his penis can do that. Yeah, totally. I was mostly also, like, in mourning of this cock ring, too. Uh, I liked it a lot. Okay. And, I, and I had to go the rest of the night without it, but I liked wearing it. Right. We could also buy larger-sized cock rings <laughs> if we want. Um, so this week, my color... Uh, my color is, like a, like, a moss green. Like, when it's just kind of rained... And the moss is a bit wet. It's like that really like rich, dark mm. forest green. Okay. What's the word you explained to me earlier today? Uh, petrichor. Petrichor. The, the smell after rain. So it's like kind of mix all those senses together. Um, right. But the reason for that is that my boyfriend Timothy and I just escaped into um, the woods. We rented a cabin, like oh, a literal fun. cabin in the woods, like three and a half hours away from here. Um, and it was great. And we did a lot of fucking in the forest, like bears. And I just, wow. <laughs> I just really want to like take that feeling back with me. Like it was like free. a whole new meaning to bareback. Exactly. It exactly. We barebacked in the woods like bears and he was on my back. So it was perfect. Um, he was on your back. You know what I like? I like top. Oh God. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. And I just feel like that experience of being alone out there in solitude, just like, as we should be in nature was great and I want to take that with me. I hope you had such a fun time. I wasn't at all upset or jealous that you took that trip. I could tell that you weren't at all upset or jealous. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Yeah, it was great. Thank you. Thanks for appreciating it. Yeah, it's early in the season to be having sex in a forest. It's true. It's true. There was like some... Get what's the it? prime some time? Snow. Like July? No, the July's too hot. After May long like weekend. Because the sex? island isn't even open, or is it? Right. It's always open. Uh, it might know. be. Is it? <laughs> I feel like a good rule is as soon as you can plant your like your flowers in your garden, as soon as there's like no fear of frost... You, you can, can then have sex on them. Right, correct. Okay. Yeah, right. outside okay. on your flowers. Cool, in the got it. Noted. <laughs> Lucas, our question this season yes. is, um, what has helped foster your queerness in your life? Okay, I love this question. Um, I think that it is art and music. Mm. That's what I sort of came down to because growing up in Fort McMurray, as we already kind of said, right, like it's a little bit more conservative out there out west, right, and not a lot of representation when I was growing up. So I feel like before I even really knew about any of that or before I had a community, it would be going on LimeWire and like looking up Broadway recordings and like, listening to rent don't judge me but you know all that stuff right Mm -hmm. Uh so you start to learn that way you start to hear people even just in your ears that you know could be queer or gay or whatever right so that is i think my own you know my own start to the journey um coming to ontario and going to musical theater school like what a what a perfect place to come and find a community of like a ton of other gay men at the time right yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah For our, excuse me, for our not Canadian listeners, Fort McMurray oh, yeah. is also small, right? Like sometimes population wise, booms it busts, but yeah. Oh, oh right. I see. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, it is. It, it, when I was growing up, it was really small, and then the mining kind of made it go woo, and it got crazy. But what is even crazier than that is that it's seventy to eighty percent men. That interesting. Live in Fort McMurray. Yeah, just because that happens to be those people that work on the. On the mines. Right. So are, are we to assume that the gay community is thriving there or not so much? They don't exist. Okay. No, right. no they do exist, I'm sure. But, Just uh, like underground, under the mines. A little bit, yeah. 
that's so hot to me. That's just perfect. Actually, that's a good way to look at it. Hot, Damn. like because it's on fire. No, like I just want to be. It was on fire. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> I just want to be underground with a bunch of like, oh, like minor men. Like, that sounds great. I'll call my dad and see what we can do. <laughs> How did I'll you call know? my dad. How that sentence know? always gets Elliot around. know somebody. I don't know. <laughs> the literal most perfect thing to say to me. Oh, not for. Oh, I understand. Still, <laughs> still exciting. Um, perfect. Okay. So, follow up question to that is like, how are you then going to foster queerness in others? Um, okay. So, I think. I love that cat. Okay. I'm so sorry to cut you off. If anyone can hear this, our cat has to be locked in the room right now, and she is scratching like a banshee, and we apologize if it comes through. Lucas, I'm so Jessie, sorry. Jesse, put her down. Sorry, that's, it's funny to hear that, like... <laughs> she's homophobic, and she's actually trying to silence you specifically. Like, stop it. Yeah, don't you fucking talk about queerness. <laughs> she's like, get this podcast out. Um, uh, what were we talking about for McMurray? How, How you hopefully... Um, oh. <laughs> influence, or, like, use... Yeah, okay. So one thing that I think is really cool is that the younger generation right now is slaying it right like they're like so inclusive i mean for the most part they're they're you know zero waste they're like open to all of these new ideas Mm -hmm. so i think that us as like elder to them not elder in terms of we have more young years uh (laughs) but as elders to them i think we really have to respect young people um, often I find there's a lot of ageism and mm-hmm. a lot of judgment toward toward young people. And especially because we, we, we see them go through experiences that we've already had and we don't have patience for that. And mm-hmm. But they're allowed to go through all those things. And I just think that we need to treat them as equals and like sort of step up and, and be a mentor a little bit. Did you guys ever see the Gay Heritage Project? At no. Buddies and Bad Times? No, I haven't. It was a few years ago. Yes, quite yes. A, yeah. I think I saw like a previous iteration of it before. Yeah, I know they. I, I think I saw it at West, but like they they had mm-hmm. a bunch of them, mm. and there was this really cool uh, part in the show that just talked about having mentors and like you know I miss, you and all three of us are kind of in the same generation, right? Mm-hmm. I grew up in the nineties, eighties. He's younger. I was born in the mid nineties. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and. You know, I, I never thought about it until I saw this show, but it brought up this really good point about how having gay mentors didn't exist as much because all these people died in the AIDS crisis, mm-hmm. right? So we didn't have these people to look up to, and there were so many people we didn't get to meet. Mm-hmm. And now we have that. Now we have a new generation where we can be mentors and like kind of have a responsibility to do that, right? So I think that would be, in my dream world, how I would foster queerness in others. Do I live my daily life like that? I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully. I, Just I by living, answer. you probably do. <laughs> like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. By being visible, yeah. yeah. I love that answer, and it's, it's also really complicated because I feel like in the age gap in the queer community, um, what I hear from younger queers a lot is like, oh, this creepy older person was leering at me, or like, oh, mm. this, and like, and there's this kind of like demonization of older queers in a way. Um, and I feel like that may be lingering kind of from like structural and societal homophobia. Then on the other side of it too, a lot of like older queers are jaded that they're not more recognized. Do you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. such a division that needs mm-hmm. to like bridge that division, I guess is what Absolutely. I'm trying to say. Well, everybody has different mentalities and different ways of dealing with whatever segregation they're dealing with during the time they're growing yeah. up. Right? Yeah, so absolutely. It makes sense. But again, I guess patience, I don't know. This just reminded me to you saying this. There's a podcast I'm meaning to plug that I haven't gotten the chance to, but um, CBC does a podcast called um, Uncover colon The Village, and Justin Ling is the host of this third season. It's about the Bruce MacArthur murders and the investigation around it. Excuse me, but he also talks to a bunch of older queers who were active in the community in the 70s. And I highly suggest just going off what you said, Mm -hmm. um, your amazing answer, listen to that podcast with that in mind um, okay. because it's it's so fascinating and this whole generation was lost and like we need these voices we need this mentorship right yeah I'd love to listen to that yeah I remember when I was like maybe 20 or 21 and like being surrounded by older gay men and they would always sort of like say oh you don't you have it so easy these days you have it so easy these days and I guess I took that in two ways number one I was like oh I need to learn about the history of sure. actually what you've done to, for me to be able to live my life the way I'm able to right. do that. Mm-hmm. But on the other side of that sword, I was like, oh, I don't like your attitude. Like, yeah, come on. Like, totally. why are you, why well, are you, you saying that? Like, yeah. why are you putting me down? You didn't ask to be anywhere, but yeah. wherever you are, right? So like mm-hmm. I would, yeah, like, like what you're saying, 
we should be helpful men like helpful joyful i'm not saying that's right maybe yeah yeah totally yeah i have a hard time with empathy that's something i struggle with i feel it i don't know how to convey it very well, well. Because, because empathy requires like depersonalizing right it requires stepping outside of yourself and saying like okay how does that person feel like it's so rational mm-hmm. whereas we're we act on emotion right so it makes sense yeah mm-hmm. that's a really good point I'm also not trained in like theater so i can't make my voice sound like how i want it to i'm always okay, at one this level this is a fight we always have but don't worry you're, 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 <laughs> your voice sounds however you want it to elliot listen yeah, it's good character. It's good. Thank you. It's, I'm character acting. That's what it is. <laughs> as a as a board that someone dripped oatmeal on. Um, Listen, every time I laugh, I'm like going closer to the mic, and I really should be pulling away. No, so, it doesn't. But we all have things to learn. <laughs> so we're very excited about the event that you are planning. Oh my um, God. Can you talk about that for our listeners? I'd love to. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited. It's on June 13th, so it's a kickoff to Pride. Um, and it's at the Opera House. So uh, first off, you can check us out at, at Varvera is um, our Instagram handle. We have a Facebook event as well. So go and check us out. We are featuring Nina West from this season's RuPaul's Drag Race. You guys are excited? I'm my so favorite. excited. I know. Yeah. So I was just going to ask you how you feel, but you love her. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Yeah. She's amazing. Especially talking about like elders in the community. Like yes. she is like the queen yeah. to look up to. She's been doing this for so long and so it, well. For me, it's uh, I love the work that she, Nina West does because mm-hmm. it's it's fun and performative and all the things I like about drag, but there's a point to it. There's mm-hmm. a, mm-hmm. you know, there's an underlying like meaningful purpose to yeah. it, which is why, which is why she is elevated above the others for me. Yeah. It's so honest. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm so excited to have her here. I'm so, and she's so fucking kind. Exactly. She's so kind. Yeah. Yeah. She, and she, yeah, exactly what we were just talking about. She's patient. She's an elder who isn't jaded or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Seems absolutely. That way. And yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so excited that she's, she's on board. Um, How did you nab her? I'm dying to know. I was just going to say. Listen, not to give away the secrets, but if you want to get something done, all it takes is an email, right? We just looked her up. We we were like, you know, sort of talking about a ton of different queens and who we wanted to bring and if we wanted to bring anybody and whatever. And we just thought we liked her. And this is, you know, at the beginning of the season and it's hard to make that call, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, But she was so, so pleased and so excited to come. And yeah. Oh my so god, I'm so excited. Obviously, we have to go to this event. Yes, And I'm going to force myself to For it. sure. So anyone that's listening, also, like, Nina West has a, uh, a foundation called the Nina West Foundation. She supports all of these different LGBTQ plus organizations and charities. So it's incredible. Um, and then it gets better. So in this event, we have Wannabe, a Spice Girls tribute band, which I know that you know personally. For sure, yeah. Girls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They're amazing. They're amazing. Well, yeah, so so Wannabe, a, a lot of people know who they are, but they dress up like the Spice Girls, they act like the Spice Girls, they sing just as good as the Spice Girls. It's like a full Probably show. Probably better. Yeah, it's a throwback to like, you know, any, everybody loves the Spice Girls, right? Yeah. And they're kind of a Canadian treasure in a way. Like, yeah. they travel mm-hmm. internationally, but they live in Toronto, and that's really cool that they're on board. They performed with Nina before, too, so there's a report Oh, they there. did. They uh-huh. have, so that's kind of nice to, to know, right? That's so exciting. Mm-hmm. And then Tainomi Banks. Tainomi Banks. Never Banks heard sensation. of her. Who's not that? a big deal at all in the city? <laughs> oh we my love gosh. we're huge Tainomi Banks of fans at this podcast too. Like it feels like you created this event yeah. for my interest, so, <laughs> which I'm very happy about. <laughs> You're the only person invited. It's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's going to be a really cool event. So the point of it is that it's kind of a variety show, uh, variety show style. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think, so let me first off say that there's so many cool events coming to the city. This year especially, RuPaul's Changing the World, different communities are obsessed with drag. Um, but it's so great that everybody's bringing different styles of shows to the city. It's so good for our city. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason that me and my uh, co-producer, Thomas Alderson, who is also uh, a part of this company, is, uh, wanted to create this event is because we went down to New York and we like... We were actually auditioning for Hello Dolly at the time <laughs> with Bette Midler. Did you guys ever? I know I caught other. wind of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bad guy. I don't know. I'm like, maybe they'll be excited. <gasps> okay. I'm I know that it's iconic. It is. Anyway, the audition went. <laughs> Lucas is like, you have no idea. Elliot <laughs> I know. She's amazing. But okay. So we went down and we auditioned. We got to sing like eight bars. It was a disaster. So we're like, let's just go to as many drag shows as we can go in one night. And then we'll go back the next day. And we went down and like. We went to this one show and there was like a singing drag queen upstairs. She's like singing Wicked. The one downstairs is like playing piano, doing all this stuff. We're like, hey, let's go to another show. This other drag queen is like, 
um, uh, like, like playing a bunch of games and doing all these different things with with audience participation. And then we go to another drag show, which is Shaquita Hall. Do you know Shaquita Hall? No. She's like this incredible New York drag queen who sings opera live. So like full on soprano opera live. She'll do at the bar. She'll like do a shot and then do that. It's crazy. Wow. So we're like, why don't we have this? Like why? why shouldn't we just do all these different things? Like you see all these different talents on RuPaul, right? Like, yeah. so that's the point of this event and that's why it's really unique and why it's cool. Um, and to plug it, everybody go to EZTix, that's E-Z-T-I-X.com slash drag your pride. That is how you get tickets. Check out our event if you want to know more. Send us messages if you're like, I don't get it, which you will. And yeah, it's going to be so fantastic. I can't wait. I'm so excited that you're putting this together. Like that's... Like you said, it's made for Tom Slash. I'm going to ride on that, and yeah. I cannot wait to see this. Do you want to be in it? Yes. Okay, <clears throat> we'll work on something. <laughs> <laughs> wait, let me think about that. Yes. <laughs> Production. <laughs> it's interesting, too, like when I, I went to um, Oxford uh, in the UK a couple years ago, and I saw a drag show there, and it was like bearded drag queens. It yeah. was like like bio queens, like women dragging as women and like men dragging as men and like it was so much more open and free it seemed like than mm-hmm. a lot of our drag here and I kind of came back with that same feeling like why isn't this something we see as much and mm-hmm. it's funny because in queer communities like it's about open expression and sometimes I find things kind of find their slot a little bit so it's very exciting to kind of break that out and like yeah to yeah have that's amazing yeah you go to uh, yeah just to add the third brick onto this wall but yeah. you're right there's some drag shows in the city it seems a bit restrictive mm-hmm. what they want what you know what they're willing to put up yeah but, uh, what a cool sure. idea for a variety show like that and what's gonna sell and what's gonna yeah. you know but i mean the reality is if you make a good event oh people are gonna want to come right absolutely so what's the venue again it's the opera house the opera house yeah it's the opera house downtown toronto um which is a great venue lots of space yeah that's so exciting i, I think that's I think that's it. I think I said everything, right? You plugged it well. Okay. Don't right, go though. Bye, we everybody. Have some, we have some questions for you. <laughs> okay, good. Um, it's very exciting that you said that media had inspired you and that you're now producing queer media to yeah. inspire others. I'm just wondering if you can tell us a bit more about um, like your personal queer history um, and kind of how you came to be so comfortable because you seem very comfortable in your skin and talking right. about that. And Right. I think that... One thing that I remember, because I, as a kid, I didn't, I didn't, I felt a lot of shame. Um, I was also, I have siblings, but they didn't live in my house at the time. Like they're just much older, and so I didn't. Um, I kind of was like uh, a bit by myself, very private. You know, I used to dress up as like put like my shorts on my head and dance around in my room to whatever. Actually, Spice Girls, <laughs> go figure. And. Um, I, I I always sort of like you know felt the pressure of just like not ever coming out. But one thing that I always knew in my heart, without even like maybe not even in words or in English, but just like my body knew that I wanted to love a man, and that I would one day inevitably be unable to deny the fact that I wanted love, mm-hmm. whatever that is, right? So. I think that's what it is, is that when that happened, it's like, you know, your emotions just take over and, and, and whatever. And I was lucky to move to Ontario and, and meet a bunch of people and be able to have a ton of um, influencers, I guess. Hmm. So I don't know. That's amazing. I, th- I have a great family too. I don't mean to give <laughs> like, you right, like, no, of course. Awful. Yeah, yeah. But I really like what you're saying about the inevitability of it. Like that's kind of how I felt as well. I didn't necessarily get um, like a lot of coming out stories. I hear there's a lot of, Turmoil, and I've said this before on the show, but my family was also very supportive. But it didn't stop that inner turmoil. But it also, I guess, helped helped it bubble over for me. And it was kind of like a bubbling over. It's like at a certain yeah. point, you just cannot not be the thing that you are, 100%. right? In whatever fashion, right? Mm-hmm. Tom, you're giving. I'm a bit no. Eyes. I'm a bit different because I like jumped out ahead of it. Right. I was like, I'm gonna. I guess. I guess it was never inevitable because as soon as I realized it, I was like, okay, I've got to do this right now. Right. Really? Yeah. That's but so I, cool. I was like, I think I was probably maybe too young to understand what I actually was okay. going to have to deal with. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was in like grade, I would have been 14 or something. So can I ask, is it, is there any sort of form of rebellion that came along with that? Like in terms of, was it a Definitely. rebellious thing to say like, this is who I am? Definitely. You know? Um, so like I was raised very uh, Catholic of course. And, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, like a butch older brother and like, a, you know, a, a kind of 
I I love you, but like repressive family. Yeah. So it was like my sort of. Yeah, I knew because like I don't know how long you've been acting for, but I knew from a really young age that like speaking my truth or right. like you know showing off in front of people was my calling, and so right. this was like. Oh, this was the golden ticket for me. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So then that kind of makes me think like, because one thing when I look back on a lot of those times and just like having to say like, hey, I'm gay or, and having to say that to a ton of people that, that um, really realistically just aren't educated, like people right. that are willing to love anybody, but they just don't see that form of representation and, or they didn't at the time. And then people ask you to be the one who can answer those questions. Ah, uh, yes. You know, and so you have to say, like, well, what's that, like, or they're asking you, what's that community like? And mm-hmm. give us this information, and why are you this way? And you're just being like, I don't know, right? Let and, me live my life, right? And it's yeah. not my job to educate you. Yeah. There's lots of resources out there. Mm-hmm. If, you you th- don't, if you don't have the emotional capacity to do that, you shouldn't have to. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. We'll keep saying that, too. Yeah. Um, did you guys get the get the like conversation or discourse from your family we're just really worried about you like we just want you to be safe because i feel like that was one of the things that i heard the most tom what's that that? sounds too reasonable is that too reasonable okay it was just no no yeah just no but lucas you did like people were (laughs) no tom (laughs) no 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 and i was like but yes and And now you have a podcast (laughs) yay yes yes tom is the new way uh it was sorry. What was the question? Did, did you did like did people feel afraid for you? I guess is the question. Was that like kind of an overwhelming sense yeah, when you it, came out? Absolutely. It's like the worry, and also I mean, people that are older than us did see a lot of change, and again, the AIDS crisis, right? Like, right. so that worry is there, and and that's all valid. But again, depersonalizing and saying like, what is the right thing to say for this other person at the moment? Right. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely. that's really tough. I think um, because you can't blame someone for being worried. Who did you, you know, come out to first? Oh. God. Um, very <laughs> first, I, I came out. Okay, so what happened? Oh, what am I? Should I say his name? Uh, I, I, I met a guy. I met a guy, and I was like, okay, there it is. Those are the feelings. And I think I told somebody that I wasn't even close with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's easier. easier. Test, yeah. right? Yeah. Test it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I just had to share, but I, you know, I didn't share officially, but I, but I didn't identify. Like, I just said, this is how I'm feeling, and this is the person that I'm feeling something for. And that may not have been true at the time, but that's what I needed to say to to be okay with it. Yeah. And then t- when I actually said that I was gay, that was to my to my um to my mother back home mm-hmm. because I I was kind of frightened that anybody might hear or that like it might come back to somebody. And oh, I just yeah. wanted to sort of be able to respect them and say, okay, you should hear from me, kind of thing. Yeah, totally. That yeah. It should matter, but yeah, yeah. I got that. I am um, this. I'm just so curious. This took a whole turn. It wasn't supposed to. Um, you do a lot of work with children yeah. and with youth. And I was wondering if we could talk about that a little bit. Yeah, of course. Because um, I think that's something really important for the queer community as well. Like talking about another gap to bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, queerness and youth have a very uncomfortable history. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. used to paint queers as pedophiles mm-hmm. and as dangers. Um, and so I think that work is very important. I was wondering kind of what you've learned from the work that you do with children. Or even just preface it by saying uh-huh. what it is, like ha- what, whatever you can say. Yeah, no. Well, are you making, uh, I'm worried that you're making assumptions about. No, no, no. No, I'm just wondering, like, just because it's on a queer podcast, I know it's not necessarily like queer work sure. that you're doing, just kind of like the, the conversation. Going I just don't there. know if Lucas is out, at, is able to be out at his work. Well, I, so, I mean, I'm certainly out at my job, but also, I mean, I'm a little bit visibly gay too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think, and I think that's incredible. Um, I'm encouraged to be who I am on television, and it's it's different, right? Because I have an acting background, but when you're a host, obviously you're just yourself, right? And right. and I get many moments to to talk to kids on air or, or on the phone or whatever it is, and um, and and they know things about me. They know real true things of like what's my favorite color and what's my favorite animal and, and that kind of thing. And so, I, first off, I am encouraged to be myself completely, and kids pick up on so many things that we find unimportant and things that we find important they don't pick up on at all mm-hmm. right yes totally yeah. uh so <laughs> the most important thing i'll tell you guys a cool story that it's just like the the visibility aspect right so we never like uh, like we never bridge the sexuality gap we never say anything about what we might be experiencing or what we do in our in our everyday life or of whatnot. course yeah, much yeah, like right? straight yeah. people wouldn't 
disclose their dating relationship. Exactly. Nobody like would ever, would ever discuss that kind of thing. But, um, I, we had some kids in the other day and my co-host and I, who we have, I have two co-hosts, but one is a, is a man. And this kid came up to us and he was like, so excited to meet us, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then he was like, Hey Lucas, like, when are you going to propose to the name of my co-host? And I just thought like, isn't that cool that Mm. even though there's a female co-host as well, that that kid is shipping for two men and it's like to me that's like okay well he can see that certainly that probably knows that i'm gay on some level or right you know or what a dear story and oh my you god know that what? Kid. and every other kid that because we had like 25 kids in that day and every other kid was like oh yeah like no no shame no weirdness nothing right mm-hmm. so so that i don't know who, if that answers your question but yeah that's amazing and it's like something that again we've said a lot because tom of course uh, works with youth as well um but these behaviors are learned like phobias are learned and and hatred of the other and like kids are so inquisitive and curious and kind for the most part um yeah and so it's really nice to see that that come through in your work i bet yeah well i so i have a question then if you work in with kids a lot too like because it, it seems like there's like kind of two mind frames and one is that let kids be kids don't give them the tools until they need them mm-hmm. and then teach them then. And then there's my mind frame is a little bit give the kids the tools. Don't, you know, don't like paint them over the head with it or don't, you know, is that even a saying? Yeah. Don't, um, like, don't, you know, explain in depth, but like you want kids to know who they can become or the options or whatever before they do it so that they can do it correctly, right? Or they know mm-hmm. that it's okay. Do you find this? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, it, like you, I don't like expi- explicitly talk about my... Sure. Well, with the older ones, I do, of right, course. Right. Um, but with the younger ones, yeah, it's... I think I feel the same way as you. Like, I just sort of... I'm obviously noticeably, you know, flamboyant. Mm-hmm. And um, when the kids say something that I don't like, I'll, I'll call them out. Like, if they say something right. homophobic or transphobic, I'll, I'll correct them Good. kindly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and, and for other things too, like, you know, I had one kid a few weeks ago who's like, Oh, Tom, I bet you have so many girlfriends. How many girlfriends <laughs> you got? I was like, none. I have no girlfriends. <laughs> and don't you just have the itching desire to be like, yeah. this is why, <laughs> yeah. you know? And it's like, it's almost like, I don't know. Cause like, I always struggle with it too, because like a big part of me wanted to be like, I don't like girls at all, Yeah. but I don't know. I guess I'm scared or I don't know what I'm scared about. But I should probably just say it. You could, or you could not. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. You could say it once and maybe not say it the next time, right? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, I just know that it would be an onslaught of questioning (laughs) after that. Maybe (laughs) I'm just trying to avoid that. No, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Nonverbal cues, though, it's interesting. Like kids do pick up on that. I wonder in the way you answered if there was something that meant more than just saying, you know, like outright. Yeah. Kids make me super uncomfortable because I was the youngest in my family and I was never around children until I was like, that sounds like a load of crap. A total adult. No, seriously. Like I'm like the youngest of my siblings, the youngest of all my cousins, like the youngest, youngest until my cousins started having babies. Yeah, um, but I would. I didn't have any little kids either. Sure. So I guess kids just make me uncomfortable. That's <laughs> that's what I attribute it to. Um, but I think a lot of the time because I don't know how to speak to children. Like I just. I f- yeah. I. Th- it's way easier than you think. Talk, like honestly, talk to them like adults. That's how I get the best results. And that's like, what talk, I yeah. talk to them with the absolute same respect you would talk to anybody else and that's what that's i liked as a kid when people point. did that with me yeah exactly you sense it mm-hmm. oh yeah. my gosh you guys i have so yeah. many things to say i was talking to these kids the other day like we were just doing some research and i was like oh what kind of shows do you watch and like what what do you do and this this kid was like he was literally in grade three he's like i uh i watched suits and law and order <laughs> and I was like, okay <laughs> you met me when i was but in like, grade three and i'm sure that that's a little bit like that's a cool thing to do but but do you know that kids actually watch big bang theory more than spongebob like like that's a real thing and so kids really want adult oh, things right they really so want cool. real things so yeah. that's different than when we grew up a little bit right mm-hmm. that's changing yeah they grow up so fast I'm going to tell one story and we'll probably have to cut it. Is that okay? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Just tell it. I was it. driving my, uh, we had a, uh, you should, you should keep that part in. Just cut but the then whole cut story. The rest and be like, well, you didn't hear it. No, that's too mean. That's too mean. I wouldn't, um, we take, uh, I had a poetry team that I was taking to a, a slam louder than a bomb. That's it was so snapping. cool. They were awesome. <laughs> Every one of the participants was amazing. I love my team. We lost by 0.9, Ooh. but, um, 
in the car on the way there, like I, I do have this one uh, trans dude who uh, like is just has really grown to me and I, I'm kind of like a mentor to him a little bit, although yeah, who knows? Yeah. But he always asks me about my personal life and I feel like, okay, well, I'm going to tell you because I think, I don't know. I, I think it's only fine that, that like, y- yeah, you're going through shit. I know you're going through shit. Here's what I went through. Right. Here's what I'm going through now. It does get a fuckload better. Never great, but... um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Oh, no. And so he was like, hey, Tom, last time we were in the car together, you said that you were uh, incapable of of relationships because you don't care about anyone. I was like, ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he was like, has that changed? I was like, nope. No, it hasn't really. He was like, "Of course not, you Gemini bitch." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> and I was like, "Actually, actually, no, I am sort of seeing somebody right now, loosely." Uh, and yeah, until you tell them that, what is the thing you always do? That you're doing something else, but you don't want to date. You can't go on a date tonight. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the good old baby I just sold the world. <laughs> Shouldn't have brought me on this podcast. <laughs> But you did. Jesse, cut that. <laughs> no, this is exposing Tom as a liar, and it's it's the content we've all needed. So thank you so much for that. I'm just kidding, Tom. But then I'm this sure 14-year-old goes, um, does he have a big dick? And I was like, what? Whoa. You can't ask me that. I was like, is he cut or uncut? I was like, <gasps> get out of this car. You're 14 years old. Like, wow. you shouldn't know those questions. A. B, you shouldn't ask those questions to me. Of course, I loved it because I think it's hilarious, but <laughs> I didn't answer it, obviously. Thank God. Big dick and uncut. But- <laughs> That's funny and serious at the same time. Because yeah. like me, yeah. I'm like, I can't believe that kid is asking you that, right? Yeah. But you're like, I actually... Because I'm like, I pride myself in fostering these safe spaces. Sure. And then I'm like, oh God, where's the line? I was yeah. fucking people when I was 12. Also, like kids have sexuality. Do you know what I mean? They just need to know when it's appropriate to talk about it. And yeah, the they're... answer is never really with an adult who is your superior. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> anyway, we'll cut all that. But that's a fun story. That was a fun story. Everyone just Maybe missed a great story. It. Um, okay, Lucas, plug your event one more time for all of us. Okay. Um, my event is called Drag Up Your Pride. It's at the Opera House with Nina West, Wannabe, Tainobi Banks, hosted by myself and Thomas Alderson. Oh, you're hosting it. I'm hosting it too. Oh, Thomas, who uh, was in Kinky Boots when he was here, he's going to be hosting it. Oh. Um, and we're like, maybe have some other cool people in it. Uh, head to our Facebook event. Head to at Varvera. And remember that on Nina's last night on RuPaul's Drag Race, RuPaul said... My dear, you are the pride of season 11. And she's here for a kickoff to Pride, so check out this event. I thought you pissed yourself when she said that. You were so excited. Well, you know what? My producer brain was like looking up, we're probably way over time, um, was looking up uh, the spoilers because I was just like, what's going to happen? I need to know. I need to know. I need oh, to know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, you know, having a glass of wine and like probably eating like something I shouldn't be eating, like a cookie or something. And more <laughs> <laughs> like 15. <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then she got kicked off and I thought it was going to be somebody else. So I had no idea it was coming. And so I was like, oh shoot. But you know, she did a great, she had a great season so yeah there's something too to the way that she was kicked off that left us all wanting so much more and yeah. like i would do anything just and i'm just to so mad at the pro- i feel second. like the producers are like pulling a lot of strings this season more than usual that's conspiracy theory corner <laughs> well, <laughs> we should bring that back <laughs> and that's a really good point right is that like what like what do you do in that situation like like you have to have are you guys watching the season yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. obviously because we're talking about it um like evie and silky have to have a lip sync battle right right Vanjie yep. and Brooklyn and have to Brooklyn have a lip sync battle. Like, right. I would keep them. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. True. It's so true. Producer brain. Producer, producer brain. brain. I have one You're more a foreign story. producer. <laughs> Amazing. Can I you can't... produce this one? We need to fire Jesse. Jesse, get yes. the fuck out of here. You take I... the cat and just get out. <laughs> yeah, take that cat. Lucas, it's you're creepy. our new cat. Do you what? eat cat kibble? Because you're my new cat. I'd like to hire you for both roles. I've never tried cat kibble. Perfect. I'm open to it. Yeah, this podcast is no, about trying new things. Wet, is it wet or dry? Kibble's, kibble is dry. Okay. It could be wet if you want. You can bring your dog squirrel too if you want. If you need, like, if we need to replace. Oh, we're just so you know we're dog sitting a teacup Yorkie and I love it it's very cute but it's very sad oh. <laughs> that took a turn that was that was like something I would have said I know it's really nice having you on uh, I identify with that dog um, we have some questions for you how fast do they have to be answered super At fast lightning speed. don't fuck it up 
okay. this is a queer podcast if you want to just like not even answer like get up and like throw the mic out the window <laughs> then you're totally allowed to do okay, that great. also we don't have rules okay great I love it except you have 13.3 seconds to answer take it seriously 13.3 seconds no no he's with you. oh I was like shoot you can take it seriously or you don't have to okay okay great I'll Tom would you like to do the honor uh sure Lucas what's your pronoun he what is your favorite swear word Ooh. Oh, shoot, because I work in kids' TV and I can't say anything. <laughs> oh my god! I love it. It's shoot. on theme. It's happened. I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I hate that about myself. I can't leave it at the door. Shoot is also my favorite swear word. Oh, I mean- I'm not this vanilla, everybody. <laughs> Follow me on Instagram at Lucas Muse. I'm actually cool. <laughs> I'm interrupting the lightning vanilla round. Is cool. Have you ever done anything on live television that you totally shouldn't have done, or that like? Had I laugh all the freaking time. I, That's like, really dear, which though. is like, which is like kind of fun, but it's like, oh no. Um, I okay, I have a really bad habit of we play like a game with kids where we have to draw and they have to guess from on the like they watch the TV and they're on the phone and they guess what it is. And every you time have to draw, I have to draw. Oh god, I would be stressed. And out. every time I draw something, it's phallic. It's like <laughs> it's like trumpet, guitar, CN Tower. I'm like, I don't know, like I don't know why it's always phallic. And then my producers Penis. and director will hang them up on the side. They'll be like, you have to look at this for the next month because I just always do it. That's so that's funny. Awesome. I know. Oh my god. That's really Represent queer. That's really penis. clearing it forward. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh it's my turn again. It's your turn. Um, what's your favorite body part? Uh chest. Oh. What's your favorite movie? Inception. Oh yeah. Get out. I saw that like three times in the theater. Oh. Um, favorite mythical creature. Um, oh. I like I guess a unicorn or a mermaid. Those oh, are great ones. ones. What's your favorite noise? Uh, narf, narf, narf. <laughs> What's that? You're such a kid. So you sound funny. like the seal from Pengu. <laughs> well, <laughs> who's your celebrity crush? Oh, okay. Adam Levine pre Super Bowl. Oh, pre Super Bowl. Fair. I'm okay. sorry. No, fair. Oh, no. You're allowed yeah. to think that's gross. <laughs> no, I don't mean to crush shame you. Also, Sean Mendez. Oh, yeah, yeah. Come that's on. Too, yeah. yeah. Anybody else? I don't know. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. That was a good one. He literally was mine when I answered right. the question. Yeah. Who's your queer icon? Um, Freddie Mercury. Oh, love it. Yeah. Um, what do you wish you knew more about? Uh, everything. Like, you know, it's so hard to keep up with everything. Like politics. I'm like, you know, you're just like, I just want to be able to like fire off all of this stuff and be like cool. Obviously, you, you keep up, but yeah, I have politics maybe. Yeah. And more education. What? Wait, did I ask that? No. <laughs> Jesus. Um, what would your friend say is your best quality? Uh, 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 being enthusiastic. He said unenthusiastically. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what are you most grateful for? Um, oh, I'm grateful uh, to be... Okay, oh, God, I'm so, I'm so lame. Let's I'm grateful to be alive. I, I've been practicing every morning to wake up and just find different things to be grateful for. I feel very connected to my feet right now. I feel very rooted in the ground. I feel grateful to have all of my limbs and... Oh, God, cut this out. No. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> no, perfect. it's good. It's good. Okay. That's something we all need to learn. Um, what do you hate about straight culture? Um... Uh, um, uh, hockey. <laughs> <laughs> That's the funniest one yet. As someone, in the, as someone in the Toronto Gay Hockey Association, I'm offended. It's fair. That's so fair. <laughs> Growing up in Sudbury. Good for you. You're so mask. <laughs> yes. Um, what's your queer superpower? My queer superpower is um, challenging Lady Gaga. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Is that weird? Mm-hmm. That's like you mean challenging, uh, like, like her weirdness. I love her. I like actually like her, but like I can't fully bow down, uh, like bow down to her. Yeah. And I will challenge that as my superhero. She's like my my like arch nemesis villain. You know right? what I mean? If I was yeah, a superhero, yeah. listen. If you want to fight Lucas about that, DM him. Gaga, come talk to me. <laughs> I don't hate. Gaga. Imagine I really you got don't. that DM from Gaga. <laughs> please, please, as if. What's your biggest queer fear? My biggest queer fear, um is is uh, not talking about everything that goes inside what goes on side of a queer person's brain there's so many things that we don't talk about because of what we're taught right what we see on the media and how we're supposed to be and my, f- my biggest fear is that all of that stuff in my life won't 
become untied and that I won't get to say it. Hmm. Is that a lot? No. That's amazing. What's your queer mantra? My queer mantra? Cheers, queers. Okay. Cheers, queers. That's my mantra. I'll literally cheers you. We have uh, just one last question because we're queers with questions over here. Cues with cues. Cues and cues. You can look over your shoulder and you'll find... Uh, two beings uh, there is Pamela and her child Pepper and we were just wondering if you could give us a little uh, rundown of like what what vibes what do they look are they like? selling what, what looks are they yeah. serving like what's going on with them oh my gosh cross-eyed kitty okay um, <laughs> uh, okay so the, um, the one is uh, possessed <laughs> I think it's a cat and it has great hair it's like from what's that movie that like uh, hereditary it's like that lady from hereditary and yes. she's like or what's that movie where she's like Yahtzee! Um, she's like spooky possessed woman who like can see ghosts for sure and she's wearing like an Elvira mesh gown so she's ready for my event at pride um, and like, we're bringing her just amazing. right and then her baby daughter oh my god I'm also getting what is what is great gardens based on what's um uh, little lady and little lady yeah yeah it's little lady because she's like has the bow and she's kind of crazy um, I love that they are very those characters I think that's enough that's kind of who they are yeah, yeah, you that's perfect that. that's it's great gardens this week um we always like to go out on a high note it's not gonna be hard this week because this, this was, was a high episode so fun but um does anyone have a double rainbow for the week yeah I can start okay. um so my double rainbow which is just something that brought us joy from this past week uh I had brunch with um my like technically my step grandma but I just say grandma she's been in my life for a very long time um and that side of the family and she's she just turned 79 and she's so vivacious and beautiful and mm-hmm. she ended up hugging a stranger at her table behind us okay. holding the hands with our server and kissing her on the cheek and introducing her new boyfriend at 79 as her lover <gasps> to the server and it's just like she's so happy and people are so like just drawn to her and like to see an elderly person with more life quite frankly than I have is so inspiring That's and not like saying gives me a lot of hope and also there's the whole thing where like my parents are are just like proud of my queerness and love talking about it and she's so receptive and like she came to pride a few years ago and stood in the blistering heat and just like made friends with all the drag queens and queers and i just i I love her it was just it was so nice it was so nice to see that today i was like i need to take from this um so yeah she's my double rainbow this week it's great cool Lucas, you- um, sure. Uh, I took over your podcast. <laughs> you will be next. Please do. Please do. <laughs> it's our new producer. Um, Dickwick has a soccer team. Uh, we were sponsoring Downtown Soccer Toronto this season, and we had our first game on Sunday, and we won 3 nothing. Yay! So wow. go team Dickwick. Soccer and hockey. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to get that cock ring. <laughs> you know who's gonna hate that my boyfriend <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> because it used to be your boyfriend <laughs> oh yeah we never got we into never that talk about i know that. oh we? that's the next episode i guess yeah we'll have to do a comeback a history oh, no, comeback. Matt, a history that. that's funny would i'm hate it. gonna edit in the sound of a cock ring popping right as you say <laughs> <that>. <laughs> um okay so my double rainbow is that I don't know if you guys find this, but I like when I was like 20 or like a little bit younger, I, I found that I made friends so quickly because, you know, you're looking for community, you have all this time, you're, everything's new, right? And then as you get older, like I find that I have my people and I meet these awesome people, but I don't, they never stick in my life in the same way. And I've met a new friend uh, who makes me laugh. Like I haven't laughed like since I was a kid. And this week in particular, I have laughed so hard and it's like... It's like better than a yoga class. That's so wonderful. That's a big anxiety of mine is the not being able to hold because there's so many great people in this world and so little time. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm picking up on like, especially when you're from the theater world too, because you do a play and you're like, wow, this is my family for three months. And then they're all gone forever. Yeah. Like, okay, now I have a new family for three months. Yeah. And so, and then when I was traveling, it was the same thing. I was like, yeah, I'm in a new place. Here's my literal family. Mm -hmm. And now I'm gone. So like. Yeah, and then people coming in and out of my life so how, fast. How do you have time to include all those people, right? You don't. Yeah, exactly. So I'll see you guys in a year. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Just I'm joking. We'll see you on guys. June 13th at yeah, the Opera Yeah, we will. You're welcome to ignore us at your event also. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'd... calling you out from the stage. <laughs> do you want to plug your personal handle? Sure. Follow me. I'm at Lucas Muse on Instagram. And that would be great. Amazing. Perfect. Cool. We'll, we'll link you up. Thank you so much for this. This has been wonderful. Of course. Um, everyone listening, 
better see you in person on June 13th. You can come and just meet us all. Yeah, it's can, also after the event. There's events at um, Cabana or something. So it's like, finish that event, come to mine, you know? Perfect. Good day. Good day oh. in, the, in the Pride world. Oh, I love it. I'll be a cool slut just like wandering in. <laughs> They're like still wet. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> you would have already been a pool slut wandering in if you didn't go to Cabana. I'm never not a pool slut, so. <laughs> Great place to end. I guess without further ado. And a gay, forest slut. Yeah, you know what? I need Let's to just, master. You're a slut in general. I need and to I'm master not slut, all Jamie. the elements. Um, so right. A fire slut next. Fire slut next. That sounds scary. Yeah. Um, but I need to like fuck in the air. I guess we always fuck in the air. But like in the in air. In the air? That's hard though, man. Yeah, it's true. How do you do that? Jump Planes. off the balcony and like fuck on your way down. And then die? Yeah. Like those bugs that anyway, yeah. Great. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Um please rate, review, and subscribe. Yeah. Um drop us a little message uh on our DM. You can find us at Dickwick on Instagram. We're do you queer what I queer on all of their social media. And please email us do you queer at gmail.com. Um Send us hate mail if you really want to. Send us hate mail. We'll we never, want it. We'll we want it. We're masochists. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, Lucas, thank you so much. Of course. And we'll see you all next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. See ya. Do you queer? 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 Do you queer?